0: welcome back to all our listeners and today we are going to do another devotional to start your week off however before we start let us all close our eyes and go to a prayer our heavenly amazing father in heaven thank you lord for another day you have given us lord thank you for another devotional and lord give me the words you want me to speak so that i can speak into their minds hearts and soul May they hear your message and through my voice that it comes from you, not from my own. Thank you, Lord. And we bring back all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you remember in our last devotional, we talked about the Samaritan woman, where if you haven't gotten a chance to hear it, I urge you to please go back and hear it. God, have an amazing, wonderful, powerful message share with you now i just want to read a little bit from the last part of our devotional before we transition to the new story that we're going to read so i want to start in john 4 chapter 39 to verse 41. many samaritans from the village believed in jesus because the woman had said he told me everything i ever did when they came out to see him they begged him to stay in their village so he stayed for two days long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. And they said to the women, Now we believe not just because of what he told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the savior of the world. That is just so amazing, isn't it? A testimony of the women and the entire village believe, and they beg Jesus to stay. So what happens after he left the place? Now we go on to our new devotion. At the end of two days, Jesus went on to Galilee. He himself had said that the prophet is not honored in his town, hometown. Yet the Galileans welcomed him, for they had been in Jerusalem at the Passover celebration and had seen everything he did there. As he traveled through Galilee, he came to Cana, where he had turned the water into wine. There was a government official in nearby Capernaum, whose son was very sick. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and begged Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son, was about to die. Jesus asked, Will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? The official pleaded, Lord, please come now before my little boy dies. Then Jesus told him, Go back home, your son will live. And the man believed what Jesus said and started home. While the man was on his way, some of his servants met him with the news that his son was alive and well. He asked them when the boy had begun to get better, and they replied, Yesterday, afternoon at 1 o'clock his favor suddenly disappeared and the father realized that that was the very time Jesus had told him your son will live and he and his entire household believed believe in Jesus this was the second miraculous sign Jesus did in Galilee after coming from Judea isn't that an amazing story for our devotional I want to talk about the different perspective that we can learn from this story the first one that i want us to look at is the perspective from the crowd as we have known from the story that we just talked about in samaria people believe they did not believe just because they heard the woman shared with them but that helped and god definitely used her but they believed in jesus because they heard him themselves so they were in the crowd and they heard jesus And so as we know, in the beginning of verse 43, it says, At the end of the two days, Jesus went on to Galilee, and he himself had said that the prophet is not honored in his own hometown. Yet the Galileans welcomed him, for they had been in Jerusalem at the Passover celebration and had seen everything he did there. So as he traveled through Galilee, he came to Cana, where he turned the water and the wine and then there was a government official nearby Capernaum whose son was very sick and so Jesus is always surrounded by by people proud people who have seen him do miracles or people that want to be healed and follow him and in that place there is a nobleman so what is a nobleman The nobleman in today's story was probably a royal official in Herod's Antipas court, which is the son of the Herod that was king of the Jews when Jesus was born and the man had traveled all the way from Capernaum to see Jesus. So now we talk about the crowd. Now let us, I want to say a little bit something about that. So basically there is a crowd that is there because they want to see miracles because they've heard about the miracles and you know the saying and we've heard a saying to see is to believe so they want to see it for themselves unlike Samaria they believe what they heard hearing seeing and hearing Jesus is enough for them but for this group of people they want to see the miracle and like I've mentioned a noble man is like a politician he have a lot of power so he's also surrounded with people probably around him so these are the crowd and this is the perspective of the crowd that was around him at that time is the crowd wanted to see if this jesus, if jesus is real and he can really perform miracles now let us look in the perspective of this nobleman. So we talk about who he is. But being a nobleman, he realized something. And what he realized is no matter how rich he is, no matter how much power he possesses, it doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, he is only human. And power and money and anything he has, he got nothing because he is only human. He can only do as much as humans do. And he went to the doctor. His son doesn't have like a cold or something simple that could go away in a few days. His son's about to die. And he heard that Jesus is there. And if you were a parent, I am a parent. And when my children, one of my kids gets sick, you worry about it. So he he went to see Jesus in a humble heart. Not as a nobleman, not with pride, but he went with humility because he came not as a nobleman, but as a dad who loves his son, a dad who loves his son that will travel a long miles. He, in fact, traveled 15 miles, 25 kilometers, and if you convert it, it's 15 miles. Not, not that kind of transportation we have right now. He didn't travel in a plane, in a car. If you're in the Philippines, he didn't travel in a chipney, in a tricycle. He didn't travel in a bus, not even a donkey. He traveled walking. That is as far as I know. This is how much a dad loves their son. Like, as a parent, we love our kids. We will do everything in order for our children to be well. And he heard Jesus is coming and Jesus is here. That doctor said there's no more hope. probably going to be dying soon. He could have traveled. I think he might have traveled the whole day because he had to travel by food but it doesn't matter he traveled with faith that if he could only see Jesus if he could talk to Jesus if he could have Jesus go to his home that his son is going to be healed and that is a faith a faith a surrender surrender of giving up to God for everything humility and humbleness like I said not as a powerful nobleman but as a dad who loves his child. And I wish we could hear the perspective of the child. But I know that the son is so weak and he's probably hoping that his dad will come and he could meet Jesus and that Jesus will heal him. That's just my own perspective of what he might be thinking or he might be losing hope. And he's just hoping that, that what his dad told him, that his dad says, I'll be gone, but I'm going to go. Find Jesus and have him heal you, my son. I won't give up on you. And that's how I think the perspective of the child. And now let's go to another perspective. What is Jesus' perspective in all of this? So like I said, the nobleman man came and begged for Jesus to come. And what was his reply? In verse 48, he said, Will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? Because I could talk about the perspective of the crowd is they want to see what's going to happen next. Is he going to heal this nobleman's son? And he didn't say it because he was being rude or whatever. He said it because he, I feel like when he said it, he is showing us that he is testing the fate of this dad. He came there with faith that his son is going to be healed. Because he's like, please, I'm begging you. My boy is about to die. Please come and heal my... My son, what was Jesus replied? He said, go back home, your son will live. So it's basically talking about faith. Faith in believing the things that we cannot see. That's what faith is, right? That is what faith tells us. Like right now, we don't have Christ physically with us. But in our hearts, if we put faith in him, he will heal us because he loves us. So his perspective is to test this man's faith is if he's he going to believe with my word or does he have to see it himself just like the crowd like a magic trick so he went home and when he was getting Mm -hmm. and when he heard what jesus said what was the perspective of the dad he believed right he believed in his heart so he traveled going back home that far again Without seeing the miracle, he went back home with the belief in his heart, which is God this at his faith. And when he came home, what was the outcome? When he was getting close, one of his servants started running and says, Your son, he's, he's doing better. He's, he's healed. So he asked, What time was he healed? And the servant says, Like one o'clock. And he remembered that's the exact hour. That is the exact moment. That is the exact time that god said go home and your son's alive your son will live jesus loves you everybody except miracle sadly no because some people have blinders on they see but they do not believe what was the reaction oh that's not real it's a magic trick it's it's from the enemy it's from satan he's not he's he's not real he's just trying to trick us because they let the enemy blind their eyes and their hearts to see in what's right in front of them. I talked to you about the crowd, the crowd that only wants to see. It's a miracle. You have to remember, Jesus is not a genie. You don't just make a wish and he'll grant it. If it's good for you, he will give it. But if it's not, he's not going to grant it. He is not a vending machine that he could just put coins and he'll give you all the unhealthy things you want. I can give you anything. It could be good or bad but God has a plan for your life God loves you now my question is what perspective are you looking at are you looking at in a perspective of the crowd are you looking in a perspective of the dad can you place yourself in in the position that dad was that he is believing in all his heart that God will heal son and how about the perspective that Jesus has in your life when he tests you when you're in the middle of the fire when you're in the lowest when you were hurting when you were sick when you feel like there is no more hope are you going to pass that test of faith are you going to believe in him and pray and say let your will be done not my will We have good plans for our life. But guess what? God has a better plan for your life. God loves you. And now let us go and pray. Let's close our eyes and pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father in Heaven, for this wonderful day that you have given us. Lord, we give you up to praise and glory. Lord, thank you. Keep our eyes and hearts focused on you, dear Lord. May we be like this this dead, that have that showed a great faith may we surrender all that we are the pride the hurt the pain lord i don't know who's listening but i know somebody is hurting somebody is hurting because they're in the middle of the storm somebody's hurting because they're in so much pain lord please lay your hands on them please heal them let it your will be done you are the greatest physician your favorite word is the word "impossible." Heal them, dear Lord. Heal them. May your love and your grace please heal. Heal them from, from the pain that they're feeling, from the sickness. Lord, be with them if they're in the middle of the storm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for using my voice to share your message. And we lift you up all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. and. After this devotion, you're going to be hearing some devotional on being grateful because this is the month to be thankful for, right? You're also going to be hearing testimony from real people of how God amazing is. Stay tuned because the next testimony or that you're going to be hearing are healing that happened in people's lives right now. So I can show you the, what the Bible says, what jesus did he is still doing right now and also one more announcement is we're going to be having a live stream with josh marsengill i did an episode with him before about the supernatural encounters with jesus so if you want to be a part of it feel free to send us a message so i could send you a link so you could have that privilege of meeting him and asking him a question and so we could also hear your supernatural encounters with jesus thank you and enjoy the beautiful music from our spotify sponsor and always remember to come to jesus daily take care and until the next episode stay blessed everyone
1: everybody falls sometimes Got to find the strength to rise from the ashes and make a new beginning. Anyone can feel the ache. You think it's more than you can take. But you're stronger, stronger than you know. Don't you give up now. The sun will soon be shining. You gotta face the clouds to find the silver. What faith can do It doesn't matter what you've heard Impossible's not a word It's just a reason For someone not to try Everybody's scared to death When they decide to take that step out on the water, but it will be alright. Life is so much more than what your eyes are seeing. You will find your way.